Delisa, we at the top of the show we were talking about a trip to the dentist. Now we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't get right into this just before we go to BP and talk Oz Open. Uh, can you just unpack the dentist story for us? Oh God, this show has just become an unloading of my embarrassing moments, which means we always have a lot of content. Um, <laughs> Friday, I went to the dentist. I've been going back to the dentist in Young. Uh, near Borua, where I'm from, and I just thought I can't keep going back five hours to visit the dentist every time. I just want to clean, so I found a dentist <laughs> in Sydney. Went for the first time. I won't name them, but they were very good. I bit the dentist, <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why we talk about I it. Bit the dentist, and I, honestly, it is actually keeping me awake at night. Last night I was drifting off to sleep. You know when you get those flashback moments of everything bad that's ever happened to you? No, just me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I was laying in bed and I just was cringing at the thought of, I bit her and then I don't know why she had her finger in my mouth and I just bit. And, <laughs> and then she said to me, oh, and she was trying to be quite polite about it. She's like, oh, I've never had an adult do that before. <laughs> yep. Just kids. And now I just want to die because they're really good dentists and I just don't, I want to go back, but I can't. You walk in and you know that everyone I in that office is looking at, oh, that's the oh, lady that's that bit the, her. That's the <laughs> Bit the dentist. <laughs> Please tell me if you've ever bit the dentist. Yeah, tell us. Uh, give us a call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I wonder, I wonder if <laughs> Brett Phillips has ever bitten a dentist. BP, uh, SEN tennis expert. We will talk Oz Open, but let's start with that. Any dentist Help me out, BP. episodes? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, every time I'm on hold, I always think about a million things. You know, you're trying to weave your way into the conversation. I go to my dentist every six months, but uh, normally I just try and uh, I try and go to a, a coma, really, just to <laughs> think what is actually happening as these people are staring at me. And you know, the best part about dentists, the ones put the TV on the roof. Oh yes, yes. have all She's dentists got that? that? Yeah. yeah, that's a great great distraction. I've got to say. Well, it didn't help me. <laughs> no, <laughs> they turn the TV off for Jaleesa. She's not allowed nice things in there. No, no I'm in. I'm in the corner now. I'm punished. Uh, BP, let's talk Oz Open yesterday. Eleven Aussies on court. The most famous name of those, Alex Dimonor. Not the way he will have wanted to progress, but happy nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was interesting to sit on RLA last night and watch, uh, you know, a big roundage for the first time in a little while and just to see how, you know, he was going to move and compete. And, you know, probably no surprise early doors uh, that it was, you know, tough to break the roundage. So we go to a, you know, a tiebreaker and, and he was, he was okay. Um, apart from uh, the one moment where he left the court uh, for a, you know, they can go off court basically to have some treatment. Um, it was he, he just sent a fraction proppy, but there was no signs at that stage he was going to retire. And then, yeah, the second set, you know, you felt like there was going to be some twists and turns as Demon or you know, really worked into the match and had the crowd in his pocket. Uh, but, you know, Roundage was starting to find his range as well and play the sort of uh, tennis that we were accustomed to many years ago with uh, Big Milos. But, yeah, I think, you know, the wear and tear of... Um, you know, going head to head with Demonor, who just makes you play a lot, and he's stretching into the corners, and he, you know he's putting a bit of a bit of pressure on the limbs, which um, you know haven't uh, played a lot of hard nosed competitive tennis in the last few years. Just got the better of him, and I suppose everyone knows their body. Uh, um, you know, no one knows their body better than themselves. So, yeah, I mean, Helix would like to have played a full match, ideally, but you take it, you move on. It's tennis, and Nick's uh, box to tick is the Italian. 
uh, Matteo Almaldi, who's a really, really good competitor. I mean, this should be a really good match. He's a confident young Italian who's risen, um, been inspired by Yannick Sinner, and he's hungry. He, uh, he's got a lot of demon or sort of traits, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that matchup, actually. Yeah, he probably flew, has flown under the radar a little bit, but uh, he won, I think, his first round match in um, straight sets. BP, tell us about um, the other Australians that are, the ones that got through, ones that didn't. Who should we look out for? Well, yeah, I mean, we had a, a couple of epics uh, well, late last night. I mean, Jordan Thompson and Alexander Vukic, the, the, the good thing we knew there was going to be an Aussie winner. Uh, but the match, gee, it went, it went. It was a tedious sort of match. It was going in slow motion, and yeah, eventually Tomo found a way to win, which continues his great start to the year. Um, and you know, he came in with uh, you know just a little issue with his quad, uh, but he is, he is so super fit, Tomo, that you know if someone's if someone's going to push through the pain barrier, it's him. He's just made of the right stuff, and you know today he sits at a career high 42 in the rankings. So this is the value of a good start to the summer. And, yeah, you, you felt for Vukic. What was interesting, and one thing I've noticed, and uh, Thompson made mention of it um, in the press, because he questioned the chair umpire, is that, and this was un, un, unbeknown to me, but I've always had an issue with the, uh, you know, the, these people who call themselves ushers, who just sort of let people into the venue, particularly the, you know, the big stadiums at inappropriate times. Normally it's supposed to be at the... Uh, yeah, you know, the sit downs, which is at the um, yeah. uneven amount of games where you get ninety seconds. Like, okay, get get as many patrons in, but now they're letting patrons in. Yeah, you know, if it's too all, and Thompson sort of noticed this. So he's got a lot of attention to detail. Tom, he's a very smart man. He said, "What's all this movement, right?" And apparently, the Australian Open's brought in this rule where, yeah, people can come in, um, so they don't have to sit out and you know, maybe wait <laughs> ten minutes because games are going for a while. I mean, some people think the tennis players are a little precious with the whole movement thing. Some are in the zone and don't even notice. Others will notice a little ruffle of the hair of a man sitting in their, their you know, line of sight. Um, so everyone's different in that case. But it is part of tennis trying to get a bit, you know, out of just the normal traditions. Like the next-gen finals in Milan the last five years, I have trialled that rule where fans can just move about the stadium. As that next generation not used to just having to sit there or... You know, be so regimented. So it'll be mm. interesting to see where tennis goes with that. But it caught Tomo off guard, but he was good enough to win. Uh, Ricky Hijikata lost a yeah, heartbreaker last night. Well, I think it finished about midnight. Uh, lost track of time. Poor Rinky, yeah. He, he, he battled uh, really well. Uh, great win for Storm Hunter. Rat for Storm. I mean, there's not one person in tennis that does not like Storm Hunter. And, you know, her fifth attempt to win a Grand Slam match at the Australian Open went her way. So that was... A great start to the day. Yeah, Darius Savile, I mean, actually playing three three hour matches. It's got to it's got to wear you down. Unfortunately, she was on the um, losing end. Omar Jacica on his debut, you know, really pushed uh, the ninth seed Herbert Hercatch. You'd be proud of that, uh, Omar. So yeah, it was uh, a mixed day as we normally get with the Australians. But yeah, at least we've got you know, Alex Dumanor as our main hope intact. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned delays and. Uh people moving behind the ball. I can just think back to the Sydney test when Steve Smith it was saw a bit of duct tape on the sight screen at 200 metres yeah. away and that delayed the game. So it's not just tennis that has that issue, mate. Uh, let's listen yeah. to yeah. Naomi Osaka. She was making her return to the Oz Open after a year out, uh, but the new mum uh, was eliminated by an inform Caroline Garcia. This is what she had to say after the match. For me, I felt like I did the best that I could possibly do and it was just really nice to be on Rod Laver again and hear the audience and 
how much they interacted with the match. That was fun. Of course, I have to tell myself, like, hey, like, six months ago you were pregnant and stuff like that. And, of course, like, there's a voice in my head. So, like, that's, like, who are you to, like, think that you can come back and immediately start winning matches? But I kind of always expect myself to stand a chance anyways. So I guess just being nicer to myself is, a, like, a key thing that I, I learned in my time away. But it is it is really tough to, I guess, play a good server and not not make too many returns. BP, I'll get your opinions on the game itself, but I'm also very interested in your opinion on Naomi Osaka, the person, because I could not be more impressed. So different to how she's handled the media before too. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, I suppose, you know, she's a little older now and, you know, that sense of perspective, becoming a a young mum, time away, you know, she's just evolved, no doubt, as a person. You know, I interviewed uh, Ben Rothenberg a few days ago. We haven't had a chance to play it on SCN just yet, who's the author of uh, Naomi's autobiography, which is out now, which details a fascinating life. Uh, She's packed a lot into 26 years on the planet. And, you know, her legacy might be well after tennis. A bit like Ash Barty in the center. I I think, you know, tennis won't define Osaka. I think it's her her um, worldly view on on different causes, racial justice, whatever it is, uh, that she's going to be a big voice on in the future. So, look, we're getting getting Naomi uh, fresh in her comeback. You know, it's going to take her a few months to work into the season. Um, I mean, she's won two US Open, so maybe by August, September, we might be seeing the best of Naomi. But, yeah, I mean, she's striking the ball uh, pretty well. I think physically she looks in good nick. She's done a lot of work, you know, um, know, post-pregnancy to get into physical shape to play. But, you know, she just needs to play more matches uh, to get back into that real match conditioning and just, you know, find her range. I mean, she's lost none of her power. Uh, and she was right in that match. Um, could have taken the second set, extended it to three. Uh, but, you know, Garcia played a better tiebreak. But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Naomi is a bit more comfortable, serene. She's just evolved as a person and will handle things second time around a lot more comfortably. We had a couple of big uh, men's players eliminate. Stan Marinka um, in five sets. Andy Murray was straight sets, which was disappointing. bit strange. A few years ago at the Australian Open, they farewelled Andy Murray. And I don't know if he'd said that he was leaving, but they did write a big farewell. Now he actually said this could possibly be his last appearance. Let's just listen to the audio from that. There's definite possibility that will be the last time I play here. Um, and, yeah, I think... Yeah, just probably because of yeah how, how the match went and everything. Like I don't know, like whilst you're whilst you're playing the match, you, you know you're obviously trying to you know control like your emotions, focus on the points and everything. And then when you're like one point away from the end, it's like I can't believe this is over like so quickly um, and like this. So yeah, like in comparison to the matches that I played here last year, it's like the complete opposite feeling walking off the court like yeah wish I yeah involved the crowd more or like yeah just disappointed with yeah the way that I played and all of that all of that stuff so yeah tough. He's 36 years old but that didn't seem to me like he felt satisfied walking away. No well I mean Andy's um he wants to go out on his terms which 
as a tennis player, you can, right? I mean, mm. you know, you're not being delisted by a team. You're yeah. you're the CEO. You're the boss. You you call the shots. Um, I think though, reality is starting to set in that mm. he he's re- he can't go with these younger guys. Uh, he, he's he's still a good player, but clearly not the player he was. And um, you know, he's up against you know, really good athletes who strike the ball particularly well and. They're putting a lot of pressure on him, and they know that. Well, they've just got to they've got to move Murray around and get him uncomfortable, and just they'll wear him down. Um, so you know the old saying, "Father Time catches up with everyone." I think um, he's so competitive. He was in his mind thinking, you know, gee, I'm still capable of maybe having uh, another run. But you know, the last I think it's been five years now that he hasn't advanced past the second round or third round of a major. So, you know, reality is absolutely setting in and we'll wait and see how the year unfolds, but it's getting harder for him, for sure. BP, just quickly before we let you go, mate, what's the watch out for today, the big names on display? Yeah, uh, big night. uh, uh, Certainly uh, Ilani Rabakina, last year's uh, finalist in the women's, uh, taking on Carolina Pushkova, former world number one. That's a a tough first round. We get a look at Carlos Elcarez. For the first time, uh, up against the French veteran Richard Gasquet with a beautiful single-handed backhand. Iga Sviantec, the world number one, will be on uh, centre court today. And we've got the remaining Aussies, uh, led by Thanasi Kokonakis, who can hopefully get his campaign off to a good start. Uh, young James McCabe from uh, Sydney. Uh, what a great moment for him to get a wild card and play his first uh, main draw. He's got those swimming shoulders, James. Uh, I think Sonny Bill Williams was uh, watching him train the other day. So he's got the, he's quite a bit of rugby league. He's done everything, this young kid, but he's very good at tennis. Uh, Olivia Kadecki, really good young goal coach. A great moment for her. Max Purcell, who I think can do anything, Max. So, yeah, we're hoping those remaining Aussies today can uh, get a few uh, few victories. Yeah, absolutely, BP. SEN has coverage of the Australian Open tonight. You can listen to that. You can listen to the Big Bash on the SEN app as well. Uh, BP, we love your work, mate. Uh, Thanks, as always. We can't wait for today's action. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you, team. Thanks, mate. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers.